Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Joey. And we're talking about Porter Robinson this week. Again. Again! Again, a second time, uh, exactly one year from when we last talked about Porter Robinson. Well, I mean, I, I feel like we've we've brought him up since then. Yeah. But this is the, the, the second time we've done a Porter Robinson album. Uh, and it's a year from the last time we talked about a Porter Robinson album. Exactly as, a year. As an episode. Exactly, to the day. And presumably hour, although I guess time's kind of kind of wobbly that way. Yeah, but, who knows? Uh, yeah, we're talking about Nurture, because Nurture came out uh, like a week and a half ago now. From, from us, so I guess two, two and a half weeks. Has it really only been a week? It feels like a lifetime. Yeah, like, it came out on the 23rd. Yeah, that's... So. That's a little. Anyways, I, I've been excited for this album for a year, over a year, even because uh, the first singles actually came out before we talked about Worlds, and I think I talked about them on the episode. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm fucking jazzed. Um, <laughs> I was this this is like one of the most looked forward to albums I think for me, just because it's it's fucking. I loved Worlds. Worlds was fantastic, and I didn't know what we were getting with Nurture from the two singles that were out at the time and uh it's out and <laughs> and we're talking about it because yeah we are that's what we do uh the album art of nurture which is, is the album if i didn't say it it's just porter laying face down in, <laughs> in some like flowery field just a field of flowers it looks so nice too it, like... it does it looks kind of comfortable even though i'm sure it was itchy as hell afterward just like just you know porter and, and some jeans and a, a white shirt face down in the in the grass <sighs> Which, and uh, it's so crisp too like i don't know if it's just like the picture that i have yeah. of the album but it is like the most high definition picture i think i've ever <laughs> fucking seen in my life it's fucking 20k resolution <laughs> <laughs> but yeah pretty simple album art uh i think it, it's it's kind of funny or, or at least thought-provoking in that the album's called Nurture, but it's him laying in nature, right? Which I, I think is a bigger mm-hmm. theme, but I'll save the kind of general broad strokes of the album for the end, uh, because that's just what we always do. It's, it's just it's tradition at this point that yeah. we do track by track first. Uh, having said that, it's a very lifelike photo. Yeah, extremely lifelike. Almost as lifelike as track number one of this album. We'll just call it lifelike. Boom! <laughs> Starting off strong, Joey. Uh, I, I think we mentioned this last week. We both knew that we liked this album Yeah, last week. Yeah. I mean, because it came out on 23rd. We've been listening to it. But, like, there's no surprises here. But uh, if you want to take the first track, we'll just we'll alternate from there. Okay, man. Like, I... Or however it... we do. We don't really alternate anymore. We just kind of... Yeah. Whoever has the better segue quicker goes. Kind of just goes. <laughs> yeah. But, so, this... Intro. I mean, I guess it's an intro because it's like, uh, I guess a minute and thirty four seconds long. It's not super long or anything, but the second it came on with that like little piano line to just bring it in, I was yeah. just like, I'm gonna love this. Like, <laughs> I, I just have. I, I there's no way that I'm not gonna love it. But then, so it's got like that. Dun, 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 like, is yeah, that it's no? Kind of, it's- yeah. It's kind of like an Eastern, like, kind of a, uh, like a Studio Ghibli, kind of anime, kind of like, I don't know, just like foreign Japanese kind of piano. Like, it's very bright and happy yeah. and cheery and stuff. And that's an aesthetic that I think Porter strives for in a lot of his music and on, on Worlds and also on this album. 
Yeah, and it's like he's got the strings coming in with it too, and it just sounds it sounds so natural. Like yeah. it sounds like I'd be in the place that he's laying down outside in, <laughs> like listening to not just this song, but like parts of other songs. It feels like I feel like he very much captured everything that he was feeling going into this album really well. And yeah. it's just a great expression of emotion, of just what he was going through in life. And this is what got me into it from the second it started. I was I was in it. I was sold. And whatever he was going to say, I was going to be along for the ride. Yeah. And I think that sums up perfectly the entire album here. So uh, next week, what album are we, we talking about, Joey? Next week? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. What? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, he, he nailed his album. I think I, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by either of us saying that. Like, yeah, we, I, I I cannot say it enough. I love this album. Me too. It's, it's I also love this album. Lifelike. It's it's the perfect intro for the album, right? It, it has all of those qualities that, that you said, and it just it sums up the album perfectly. Yeah. I think it, it's it very much sets the mood, and it it after after hearing it, you just want to go out into into the streets or into your backyard if you don't have. I guess everyone has streets unless they have like a really long driveway that they can quickly exit. Regardless, just run outside and look at the sky. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so like, it's life. It's lifelike. <laughs> it's, it's so like life that you just want to look at the sky. And, yeah. And experience being alive. And experience track number two, look at the sky. <laughs> Nailing it. Hell yeah. This song, is it it's, it's the new Porter sound. It's the new Porter Robinson sound and it's perfect. Yes. It just everything about it. It's got big beats. It's got delicate vocals and instrumentals. It's got these incredible synths. Everything about this track and the instrumentation and everything in this album really is just phenomenal. I cannot critique it in any way. I feel the same way. And it's like, so Lifelike got me ready for the album. This yeah. is what plugged me in from the second. So it starts off, it's got kind of like a tone down first few seconds, but then it sounds like a cassette gets put into a tape deck and it's mm -hmm. got that like click. And then like, that's when you know you're plugged into the song, like, like you're right. in it and it's like, you're inside of the music at that point. And it's like, I know he's straight away from EDM and this isn't EDM. Like, I mean, there wasn't really a ton of like EDM or anything on worlds. Like right. there was some of those bigger sounds, but this is like, he's fine tuned it. Like you said, this is his new sound. And he is like, it took seven years for nurture to come out after worlds. And this is why, because it just sounds so great. I know he went through a lot of shit during that time. Yeah. But he, this is a sign that he's at least coming to terms with whatever it was and has worked through a lot of it. And this is what came out on the other side. And I'm just really appreciative of the fact that this is what came out of it. Yeah. Like, and the fact that it exists at all. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> at, like, I mean, like you said, he, he's been through a lot. And a lot of this album, including the song, is kind of talking about or how he dealt with his success after Worlds and, and what the next steps were after Worlds, right? Because obviously, mm -hmm. like, he wasn't necessarily expecting to blow up the way he did with Worlds. And a lot of this album is just him processing that and him, he, he struggled a lot, and which is kind of talked about a bit later in like musician and stuff mm -hmm. where he 
almost quit music. Like he he didn't feel like he could make another album that that could possibly come close to Worlds because it, it was such a huge success. And he just he kept beating himself up about it, and he couldn't find anything that he liked, and he kind of like went into like this depression about it. So this whole album is like him growing through that, and and he comes with to to a pretty good conclusion, I think, yeah. at the end of the album with with how everything's really. He's such a cool dude. And he he's is so humble, and I just like watching interviews and and hearing him talk about his songs. It's it's always just a joy. Yeah. Even, even when he's talking about shit that he's been through, like he's such a like he's such a human, you know just feels natural to him he's definitely one of those people that like i like the his personality almost as much as like i like the music like i really i maybe as much i don't know but like it's so genuine yeah it's like each of them feed off of each other so it becomes each of them become better because i like his music so much and i like his music so much because i also like him as a person so much and it's just i don't know like I don't feel this way often about musicians where it's like they just leave an impact on me. But like this album left an impact on me. I said it feels like it's been a lifetime since it came out because I feel like I've listened to it so much that yeah. like I've just like consumed it entirely. Yeah, and it's so weird and, and phenomenal that he's been able to do that because like I said, the album's been out for a week and a half. Um, but even after the first listen of the album, you feel like you've you've heard it forever. It's just such like it's almost like a nostalgia trigger in some way, but it's yeah. totally unique and it's totally like a new experience. And I, I don't know how he managed that feeling, but it's just, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And like speaking directly to the music outside of like the meaning and everything, he's like refining his sound. He's got like a sawtooth kind of high synth that play, plays the main melody in mm-hmm. in this song, and I just love the sound of it. Like, yeah. it's so, like, it cuts through everything. Like a saw, it just cuts right to <laughs> it. And then he, the way that he can put that big of a sound in it, and then back out to where it's just him and, like, the piano just yeah. singing, and it just feels so vulnerable. I mean, this whole album feels vulnerable, but, like, this, this is the start of it, and it's just... It's, it's, I'm waving my hands a lot because I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like, I don't know. It's an interesting, it's a big theme throughout this album. The, the contrast of his natural kind of voice and natural sounds of what, what is commonly known as like music. Right. But also the, the, the to contrast that is a lot of electronic sounds and a lot of uh, synthesizers and, and stuff that would not be considered natural. Yeah. Right. So with the album being called nurture again, I'll, I'll get into this a bit later. I, one of the big themes in my mind, at least that I picked up is nurture versus nature where nurture is the more produced sounds on the album and nature is the more natural sounding both yeah. with his vocals. Cause again, it's Porter Robinson. He's known for having like uh, kind of like a simulated high pitch, like a, an up pitch vocal track of that that sounds very childlike or, or very like feminine kind of a thing but it's just his natural voice pitched up and amplified and, and modified and stuff like that but also he does his own clean vocals a lot more on this album mm-hmm. than in worlds and it's it's i don't know I, f- I feel like in addition to the album being about his personal experience it's also just kind of like finding finding the balance for him of who he is as a natural person versus nurturing something new 
from himself and i, I think that's where the album title kind of comes from also to add to that uh i don't know if you looked at any of the single art but as he was recent releasing singles and showing the art for each of the singles they're all um there's like a black backdrop with like white squiggles on one mm-hmm. half of it and then there's also on the other half like a photograph of something in nature yeah. which is very much that kind of contrast of nature versus nurture and that's that's what i think he was going for with the album and he fucking nails it i gotta say i agree because and it wasn't something i got off the bat but it was like i mean i guess it was kind of early but it was like i was writing notes for lifelike and i had written something about it sounding natural and i was like wait wait a second (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah i i 100 agree because it's like and even some of the themes where he's talked about like learned behaviors versus i don't know his own he is yeah Yeah. like oh we we can talk about that yeah we'll talk about that a lot on this album i think but so this song specifically like there's talk of we we talked about like he went through some tough like hard times in the period between worlds and nurture trying to figure out who he is and like there's a lot like he was in a musical rut where he is talking about in this song being in that period of just not feeling creative, not feeling like he can live up to it, not feeling like he can, like, oh, like imposter syndrome type stuff where he's like, yeah. I'm not that person or like it's, that was a fluke or something. But in the, in this song, he puts in the lyric, I can make something good. And it's like a direct quote of a tweet that he put out while he was in that rut, I guess. Yeah. And I was reading and like, that's right before he kind of started putting out music as a virtual self right which you actually turned me on to the it was not too long ago i mean i guess it was like right after the album came out because i've only heard them a virtual self like i guess the day after this album came out or something but i'm already on board with it and i like (laughs) I, i i'm glad that i don't know if that's what did it but i'm glad that he was able to find that avenue to make music to kind of reel himself back in for sure, and I haven't listened to the Virtual Self EP in a, in a while, uh, probably not in the last like two years, honestly. But yeah, it's it's super good, and I'm I'm glad it exists. And furthermore, I'm glad that it kind of helped him kind of play around with music that he wouldn't consider Porter Robinson music, and and to help him kind of fine tune who Porter Robinson is and and what he wants to make, and and that he can make music again which i'm so fortunate for i think the world is better off with him making another album because yeah. it's, it's so genuine and it's so so good <laughs> it really is and uh, hopefully we can all get our wish of uh, for more porter robinson just yeah. in the future I, I i think it'd be great if if you got your wish and we kept talking about porter robinson on track number three get your wish <laughs> <sighs> this song so this song is one of the early... This song was out when we did the first Porter Robinson song. Or yes. Porter Robinson episode. Yeah, this and was the first single. I wish I would have heard it back then. Like, I really wish I would have done a deep dive, like a deeper dive, and just, like, paid more attention to it. I mean, I had listened to it. I think I actually have listened to this song before. I didn't think I had heard any of the singles. But, like, the more I listened to it, the kind of more familiar it's, it sounded to me. But that also could just be, like, on the first listen, I felt like I had internalized this album in a yeah. way. So that could be that, but I just wish I would have heard it 
last January. I wish I would have heard of Porter Robinson earlier, honestly. I don't think it's a it's a bad thing that you're that you're going back because I mean it's nice to have something to go back to, right? When you're like, because yeah. I don't I don't know. I keep up with a lot of like new music releases, and I know you tend to find yourself listening to older stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's there's some weird difference there, but I, I think it's nice to be able to go back to have some older content to to kind of find. So like if you discover a new artist, like if they already have a backlog, then like there's there's a lot for you to still explore. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting. Whereas someone like me, where I listen to things as soon as they they come out, and then I kind of can only move in one direction from it. Right. Yeah. It, it's kind of. I don't want to say it's robbing me of something because there's definitely something about being on the edge and finding new music and, and being part of the excitement around it. But I think, I, I don't think it's a bad thing that you were quote unquote late to the nurture party. <laughs> yeah. I guess it just goes between like having to wait, but being a part of the release and everything, which is something I was really glad to be a part of this time. Like, I'm glad I just looked up at the date that I op- like I started my little like one note for these yeah. notes and it said april 23rd like 7 a.m or something and i was like yes yeah. i was listening to it within like eight hours of it dropping and already like <laughs> had shit to say about it and it was yeah. just that's a cool feeling but. for sure and and as i think i mentioned it last week this is the only album that we've done where i've preemptively like i've started my notes so early because yeah. the album dropped on friday uh saturday he did secret sky which was his 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 virtual festival kind of a thing and i think by saturday night or on sunday i had already written like two paragraphs of just like general album vibe thoughts yeah. which never happens with me and it's it's just exciting and it's good but yeah get your wish it was the lead single back in january uh it's got lots of lovely like voicey sense great clean drums it's a very almost worlds sounding track it's one of the more world sounding tracks i think yeah on this album the fucking chorus kicks in and just drowns you in this like wash of deep synths and it's just oh, it's beautiful it really is beautiful and just so it does sound worlds-esque and i like that he can you can tell where the roots are but like it's it's really cool to see the difference in sound. Like it has, I feel like even with how like drowning in the sense it is and like how big it sounds, yeah. there's still like a restraint to it. For and sure. I feel like that comes from the realization that he ended up having, yeah. I guess. There, there's but, a lot of like delicate sounds as well yeah. throughout, throughout the whole album and the song where it's, it's kind of that contrast of big of who he used to be. Right. Versus who he is now which again kind of what we talked about nurture versus nature i'll get into that a bit later as well yeah and i mean the drums are pretty funky on this song too like that's something that yeah i wasn't expecting it's got like a cool little drum part going on in there but which i mean i know drum and like not that this is drum and bass but like electronics known for like right kicking and like all that stuff but it's a lot of big booms yeah like to have an actually cool drum part that's like drums in an album that would come out of kind of this general genre, I feel like is a really special thing that he would put in kind of like, yeah. Mixing instrument, like actual instruments with like synths and he he put like, I don't, I guess I don't know how much he thought about it. I mean, I I assume that he thought a lot about what instruments and what sounds to use 
in every single track and that extends to the the drums where like you said in a lot of electronic music i feel like it's not not really an afterthought but that there's like everyone loves like a big 808 sound and and they have like preset sounds that they already just kind of like layer under everything but even in this album from like track to track the drums change and he has different sounds for it and they all fit so well just he he did a really great job at, at making this album in every aspect yeah it's uh Man, I, I feel like I'm just gushing, but you know what? I'm going to deal with it. Yeah, because this, this is going to be like a two-hour episode because we're just going to be gushing over and over again and repeating ourselves. So uh, if you're not a fan of this album or if you're not a fan of us hearing uh, or a fan of hearing us just just gush over an album for two hours, you might want to tune out now. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually too a bit too late for that. But if you made it this far, fucking get out of here, man. Yeah, we, we leave. We your hate. Uh, but lyrically... Uh, get your wish. It, it's again. It's similar to the theme of the rest of the album about his kind of self defeat and thinking he won't be able to make music again. This one more specifically seems kind of like he's criticizing the critic in himself, yeah. saying that he he doesn't need to hit a world's level success kind of a thing, and and he doesn't need the fame and the fortune and the recognition and stuff of of what worlds was. Uh, and he 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 kind of tongue-in-cheek like talks about himself in the third person i guess uh where he says like you you walked on water implying that he was like achieving some godlike status with worlds and he's such a humble dude for kind of taking a step back from that and realizing that that's not what made him happy and he just wants to make music kind of thing which is pretty much what his end conclusion was yeah like the realization that there's other reasons to make it like he I mean, I couldn't help from reading interviews and stuff from him because oh, it was sure. just so I, interesting. I've, and, and to to add to that, every time he released a single over the past year, he uh, he's talked about the song at on the same time. Like it's in the the video descriptions and, and everything. He always he's always tweeting about it. He's talked a lot about this album. Yeah, and this song, like just from the stuff I read and like listened to, he was talking about like talking about music that has impacted him and like wanting to be able to give that to other people. And then like, that's kind of what helped him along, like realizing that people made music that had this impact on me. And that I want to be able to make music that has this impact on other people and realizing that that's what it's about rather than, I don't know, making the big stuff, like making music for other people, but doing it by being true to yourself, I guess, rather than, like making music that's true and the tr- the realness of it is what can make, resonate making with music for the human aspect of the people and not the the numbers or the commercial aspect yeah, of the people exactly and yeah. that's it's a really admirable goal for sure it's inspiring <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i think every musician should should strive for that but obviously that's not the case yeah Track number four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But... It is Wind Tempos. Hell yeah. Wind Tempos. Dude, I, mm, I <laughs> fucking love this song. <laughs> yeah, Joey, we, we're recording on Zencaster, and when Joey logs into Zencaster, he can put in a name, because I just give him a link, and he logs in as a guest or whatever, and his name this week is So Holy, <laughs> which, uh, <sighs> T's spoiler alert, is one of the only like phrases in this song. Yeah, and... It is so. For, uh, okay, so for the first little bit that I was re- listening to this, I wasn't looking at lyrics. I was just taking it in. 
Yeah. And, uh, and it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Like, I thought it was saying something like, it's so holy, and then it's so hostile. But I'm not seeing that anywhere. But that's, like, just what I heard, that he was talking about the duality of kind of his relationship with the past. Like, it, like he felt good. He felt like he had done good with worlds, but also, like, with it came all this shit that he had to deal with. Right. Uh, but come to find out, that's not what's in there. But... I mean, it, I think it's still relevant. I think it yeah. still is very much the truth. Yeah. If not uh, being explicitly like explained by him. And then the the actual vocal sample, I'll just start with that because that is something that like was just so jarring, but in a really good way. It's yeah. like, so it starts off with kind of this, I don't know. It's like, it's got a repeating piano that kind of forms a beat for the other melodies to kind of come in off of, which right. is already something like using instruments in unconventional, unconventional ways. Like the piano becomes kind of the backdrop in a beat way rather than yeah, in a melody. It, it becomes way. kind of like a droning sound is more, more than uh, like a melodic sound. I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's, like, this is where I was just like, I fucking love his new sound. Like, it is <laughs> yeah. amazing. And I mean, Worlds had some stuff that was in the same vein, but it, he, like... He leaned he can, into it a bit more. Yeah, he really leaned into it, and it's just awesome. But it sounds, like, so serene. Like, there's an awakening. Like, light strings are swelling up. And then it sounds like it's just broken by, like, yeah. what sounds like a Chewbacca sample, <laughs> almost. Like... And I'm, I don't mean this in any bad way. It's just like, that's my immediate reaction is like, it's like a, a loud, like heavily distorted vocal sample that sounds like, it sounds like that. It doesn't necessarily sound exactly like Chewbacca or something, right. but like, it sounds kind of like that. But then it kind of sticks and gets a little bit slower and it sh- morphs ever so like subtly into the actual vocal sample where it starts in like the it's so holy part and yeah whenever i heard that i was just like oh my fucking god this is amazing yeah this song is such a fucking trip because like you said it, it starts off with just like the piano and the strings and it's, it's this very like kind of exploratory track for the first half of the song and it, it just kind of like makes me feel like i'm just like floating on a wind kind of like flying very quickly through like a lot of different scenes and like scenery and stuff and experiencing all sorts of new like stimuli and stuff until about like halfway through the track there's this kind of epiphany moment where the the vocal sample actually comes in which is saying it's so holy and when it does it like everything just cuts out mm-hmm. and it's so like soft and and gentle and that moment reminds me of one of my favorite like video game moments tied to uh, the the score of the video game that's Bioshock Infinite, and uh, it's it's not super spoilery because it, it happens at the very beginning of the game. But at the beginning of the game, you you get shot up into the sky, and and it's kind of against your will. Like your character's kind of freaking out, and you're in first person or whatever, and you're like strapped to this chair, being shot up into the sky, and and the the strings are going crazy, and it's it's getting like like you can feel it's building and and it's frantic and stuff. And then you breach the clouds above and you see the city that the game place takes in, which is a city in the clouds. And it all just cuts out and you just hear this very like soft piano playing, uh, will the chords for will the circle be unbroken? And it's just that, that moment of epiphany is just such a beautiful like transition, I think to me. And he, he does something very similar 
on on this track and it's it's oh it just it gives me goosebumps just talking about it and, and thinking about it because i i love that kind of like the the immediate contrast of kind of panic and beauty just like yeah. juxtaposed right right next to each other so quickly i love it oh, god it's so good like and then so on along with that like you can everything strips back and it's like the piano kind of going on like lightly in the vocal loop or the vocal yeah. like melody and everything and then there's just like the little details that you can hear like a mouse clicks yeah. happening in the back. And it's like, it feels like with everything that just with the whole direction that you just went on in this song, it almost feels like you're with him. Make, like you're like next to him as he's like mixing the track or something. Right. And it's just like, it's a, it's a super cool feel. And it's like, you're, you're right there next to him as the music is being made as you're listening to it and it's yes, just like a cool so feel cool. There, there's this like uh kind of like a lo-fi fuzz kind of thing that he uses throughout the album for for moments like this and uh this is i think this is the first example of that on the album but it, it's it's just like like you said it, it's hearing him making the song as you're listening to it and arranging the song and it's clicking and the samples are looping and you can hear it where it's like in time to him clicking and typing on it or, or playing on his keyboard and stuff where he's, he's just playing around and it's so interest. It's such a weird experience hearing a song being made as you're listening to it on an album kind of a thing. And with that lo-fi fuzz, it kind of gives you the feeling of some of like a phone recording. Like he's just set up his iPhone beside him while he's making the music and he's just recording what it sounds like as he's making it kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think that, to, to me at least i i got from it is that there's it, it's kind of furthering the nature aspect versus the very clean and mastered uh nurtured kind of music aspect of it so it's it's very like fuzzy and it sounds like a phone recording as he's making the track and it's very like natural sounding because you're just like watching him in his environment thing and then at the end that fuzz goes away and it returns to the piano sound from the beginning. This time it's completely clean. It doesn't have that kind of lo-fi filter. And it's like the, the nurtured result of yeah. the track where there, there was the natural track and now it's, it's cleaned up and it's, it's processed and it's, it's been edited and it's not the, the natural sound as much as the product of it, which is what I'm considering like a nurtured product. God damn. It's, it's just, it's so cool. It is. It really is. Especially because I feel like, I don't know, just like the way he does that. Yeah, because the fuzz kicks out and then it's kind of like the more produced right. version of the song as it leads into the next song, which picks it. Like, I feel like this album was so curated yes. and like, it's like, and I mean, it's a super personal album and you can feel it in the moments like you get in wind tempos, like. Yeah. And it's just like, you can tell that he's like, this is him just like bearing everything that he's felt. And he's like, I made it. I, I, I got through all of it. This is like, I worked on this. I, I poured what I had into this and here it is now. Yeah. And it's just very vulnerable. And it is. And it's very awesome. intimate, which is never a bad thing in music, I think. Yeah. Lyrically uh, though. Uh, this one, the only lyrics he says, it's so holy, 
to point out to you to dream of you so i'll dream which to me it kind of like it ties in to the theme of like becoming your idols that is splashed throughout the album and it, it, it's to me about like porter again wanting to get the glory like you mentioned in get your wish and in this track he's kind of like dreaming of becoming a successful musician that that he wants to be and he is and track like, number five musician oh yeah musician oh shit it was a lyrical segue that i, I was debating not doing so if you have any other lyrical no you're to address you're fine you you hit everything that i would have hit it's just one thing that shocks me is hearing him write music like in musician or in just themes of this song hearing somebody as talented as him as somebody who works as as hard at his craft as him talk about stuff like that it just goes to show you like at no matter what stage you're at it's like you're you're always going to have that feeling and i feel like that's just something that he's been grappling with so it's kind of like it's a moment listening to this album was very much a moment that's like you're not too old you're not you haven't gone through too much shit you haven't got the feelings you're feeling are normal just don't get swept up in them right and work if you can put in the work something can come out of it and it's just it's it's very him as a musician something good yeah you can make something good (laughs) but this one so this one uh we were talking about kind of the fuzz kick dropping out at the end of wind tempos and it was like the more produced it leads into musician which this one picks up the energy from wind tempos like immediately it's like right it's i like i like every every sound that he brings to this album because it's like he's got the kind of updated uh big sound that he puts on like musician and like get your wish and stuff stuff that you can feel where it's like bigger and then stuff from like window wind tempos it's more scaled back or more kind of i guess experimental is like and he just he he just really nails it like i like this energetic feel as well it doesn't sound too uh like dancey i guess it it it, like you could definitely like you want to move to it but it doesn't sound like that typical dance music i don't want people right think i'm getting into that area because, <laughs> because it is because you don't dance no i don't i don't <laughs> dance at all but uh it's just a good mix and like i know he did sa- a lot of sampling work on uh, on worlds but mm-hmm. i really really love the sampling work that he does on this album especially in this song whatever <laughs> i like figured out yeah, I was gonna ask if you if you looked at the he he released a video showing how he made the the kind of vocal sample that's used to accent the beat and kind of make the beat for this album. It's actually a chopped up vocal section from a track that he made with Caro Caro Benito, who also played a Secret Sky by the way, pretty good set as well. Uh, but they never released that track, so he he kind of like chopped it up and used uh, the vocals from that track to make the kind of baseline uh, sample beat on this track and it's fucking awesome like also it's just awesome. talking cool. talking of samples it's got the the woo yeah sample of like james yeah. brown in the in the background it's it's got like a very like hip-hoppy beat kind of vibe to it but it's not a hip-hop track necessarily i mean i guess at some points even like 
the sampling kind of goes into like a kind of a hip hop breakdown kind of a, yeah. a thing, but it, it's it's still got that classic Porter like pitched vocals and 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 style to it. Man, that samples from It Takes Two. It takes two to make things all right. Well, that, like that. that's the that's the that Rob Bass and uh, what DJ. What's it's easy something right? What's the fucking. I don't know. I, I, don't I don't remember, but that was like the '90s hip hop thing. But even that was sampling. That was yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like James Brown, and I don't, it's it's a big popular sample. But it, it, the the woo yeah, yeah. <laughs> woo. It was a big thing in '90s hip hop and stuff. Uh, but it was a thing before that as well. Well, you know what? I was born in the '90s, so everything <laughs> that's good came from the '90s. It's true. It's not true. But yeah, no. And most most things that came out of the nineties are not that great. Actually. Yeah, example us. <laughs> yeah. Huge ex- prime example. Yes. Uh, but lyrically, uh, as mentioned several times at this point, the the song's kind of talking about his conflict of of how he felt after releasing Worlds. Uh, he discovered that he wanted to make music that people related to and people or, or music that would affect people and supported people and that's that's what nurture is and this song is like the most fine point uh at least lyrically that you can put on that where he's he's like literally just calling himself out and saying like what do you expect it to be easy just fucking oh yeah just become your idols is one of the things he says uh, or become your heroes or, or something like that yeah i think yeah i think he says like all you have to do is become your heroes and yeah, he says how do you do music well it's easy you just face your fears and you become your heroes i don't understand yeah. why you're freaking out <sighs> like obviously it's tongue-in-cheek it's not that easy you can't just face your fears and become your heroes kind of thing but that's also kind of what you you have to do right you, you just gotta you gotta fucking do it and he did it and, and he did it oh my god it's you and know now, he, now he's my heroes he <laughs> and you know a lot of musicians also uh they practice their scales by doing do ra re mi fa so la ti do ra do who am i shooby taylor <laughs> you're a stout-hearted man for sure joey <laughs> track number six uh the segue that joey almost almost nailed so close is do re mi fa so la ti do nice uh nice. so this one it uh, scales it back down, you know. It starts off with like a nice little guitar like riff. It gets a little glitchy. He's got some like like what he did on uh, Wind Tempos, kind of mixes it up a little bit, chops yeah. it, chopped and screwed, you know, type <laughs> stuff. But right. I really fucking like this guitar line. Like it just it feels like it's just oozing, and it's just like I'm just super cool when I'm listening to it. Yeah, it, it feels like I'm driving around on a summer day, and it's yeah. just like. It's kind of a, just like a joyful little journey kind of a thing with some, like you said, some, some glitchy, glitchy guitar, simple beat kind of thing going on. It's a very playful sounding song. And there's like a, a vocal sample in it of like, it, it sounds like Kirby to me. Yeah. It's like some Kirby sounding uh, thing. He tweeted about it uh, saying one interesting thing is that a lot of people tend to hear their own language in the little quote children at the playground. Uh, unquote fully samples in do re mi he hears wait up because his little boy's going <laughs> uh, and he said that people in japan have been hearing ohayu which i think is good morning uh and he said it's actually neither of those languages so i don't know what what he's actually sampling there but to me it just sounds like kirby just kind of like cheering i thought it sounded like i didn't like a video game character nondescript saying hey yeah like 
hey yeah type yeah exactly it's andre 3000 like that's who it was we all know this album is featuring andre Andre 3000 the collaboration we never expected (laughs) oh my god one for the century (laughs) but yeah uh lyrically to me this one the song it's pretty short lyrically but what i got from it is he's talking about how music can express ideas and feelings in a way that words can't without writing like a full fucking essay yeah and i i like that's something we've talked about before like yeah just and i mean saying we've talked everybody's fucking talked about it before that's what music is no it's but just like... us we, we, everything we say on this podcast is uh cutting edge you know it, it's 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 unique we're the only persons who have ever thought of it this is the most original podcast in the world yeah it, it i mean it it's original if your uh basis for originality is we've never made a podcast before so it's pretty <laughs> pretty original but True. uh but yeah like it's just super cool because i mean you described it as driving around on a summer day i like i described it as like i'm flying on a on a warm day which is kind of like a general feeling sure but it's just so cool how the only lyrics in the song are there's too much i want to say so do re mi fa so la di do all i want is said and done and it's just he just does that but it's the music that can put you in a mood or in a in a space yeah outside of that and it's just it's great because i don't know i don't know man it just transports <laughs> you to another world i know this isn't worlds but it puts you in another world <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that that concept of it being another world i think later (laughs) on it but uh yeah i don't know he fucking he he wanted this album to release in the springtime and he is so relieved that he was able to do that and i can see why like it it is the perfect time of year to be listening to this kind of music i think and it's it's he fucking nailed the the feeling of it he nailed he nailed it he fucking knocked out of the park more gushing words for mr porter robinson for killing this album yeah, and the, the the next step I feel like in my gushing would be just calling his mother and telling her how great, yeah, how great, how, how proud is. we are of Porter. Yeah, and I'm sure she she's telling him how proud she is of him, as well. Yeah, because I mean he wrote he wrote a whole song track number seven, mother. Yeah, the song's got some big energy to it, but it's not like super fast tempo or anything. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's got this this big ass snare sound. <laughs> <laughs> that just kind of like sounds like a balloon popping, but because that's how it like it inter- introduces the song with this big like snare hit, and yeah. then the song starts kind of a thing. But after that, it kind of it gets mixed down a little bit, but it's still the same snare. It's just kind of an interesting choice. There's some really like thick sub bass going on, growling under the, the whole song. And I wrote this whole song just feels, yeah, it really does. Like it starts off whatever that opening sound is. It reminds me of a rocket ship. Like yeah. as soon as it comes in, not not necessarily like it sounds like a rocket ship. I guess I don't know how to describe it, but like <laughs> I hear it, and in my mind there is a rocket ship. Right is which I, I don't know. I feel like it, a lot of my uh, talks on music in this general like genre get very like heady where it's like yeah i just hear this synth and it sounds like this perfectly specific situation but i i think that's just part of like an inner creativity thing right like every every sound means something to you and mixing the mixing of sounds kind of paints a picture for for lack of better words 
Yeah, it's... But this sound, like, yeah, it's big, but it doesn't sound like it's trying to be huge. Right. And it still has... It still sounds very personal, which, I mean, makes sense, given what the song's about. But uh, I really like like the glitchy ambient sounds that are kind of going on in the background to keep it grounded. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's just, I feel like that's something that I really appreciate. Like it, I I know that he's doing it on purpose, but it feels so like it's just there. Kind yeah. of like a lot of the stuff in the background, which is just mind blowing to me. How, yeah, how, how natural it comes to him. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just put it, put in, put in the arrangement, the way that he, he does and, and create the sounds he does. It's just, it's flawless. It is. It really is. Flawless is the perfect word for this for this whole <laughs> which, album. Which is ironic because it's very like glitchy and, and flawed sounding, I suppose, at yeah. points. But it's all intentional, and he fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Lyrically, this one, uh, I actually watched an interview this, I think it was this past weekend, uh, with him, where he, he, he talked, he didn't talk about this track specifically, but he talked about the content of the lyrics in this track. Uh, which he said he had this big fear of moving out of his parents' house and feeling like he was never going to see his family again or he's never going to see his dog again. And he was very close to them, so he he was always afraid of moving out because he just kind of like hyper-sensationalized it and and thought that that was the end of an era kind of a thing. Uh, Obviously, it's not the truth, but the song is also about that kind of that feeling of not ever seeing their that fear of never like seeing his family again but also it's a bit more generalized and relatable about like just fear of growing up and not having the comforts and safety of having like your mother catch you when you when you fuck up kind of a thing yeah and man it's just like i don't know hearing some of the other songs on this album and like i don't know hearing this song in particular where just like the chorus too, like just the I'm on your side for the rest of your life. You'll never be alone. Don't you worry, my child. And now there's an empty room you outgrew, but I'm here for you. It's like intense to hear after, (laughs) after like other stuff that's been on this out. Like it's, it's, I I don't know how else to describe it other than like, I was sitting here, like I, I had to stop writing notes even after I had listened to this, whole album like four times like every time that i got to this album or this song because i was just like shit man (laughs) yeah like it's just hearing all this all the like mental deals that he's had to deal with or that he did deal with after just over the past in the the gap between albums and it's like hearing him talk about i don't know his family this way his mom this way is just insane yeah it's it's a lot I was kind of curious how you'd feel about this album because as I was listening to it, even before like looking at the lyrics, I knew that there were several times where he kind of mentioned things being nostalgic. And we, we talk a lot about you being like hyper nostalgic in, in some ways and, and kind of focusing on that. Like even in the song, he, he's going so far back as to when he was born, right? He says, I was born in a sudden brace. I'm awake. So I study the shape of your face kind of thing. Talking about when he was young and like growing up and being a teenager and he says then at once i'm checking the doors and my weight i can't keep my hands from my face i said mom i'm so sorry and and just that kind of like the pressure of being a kid and fucking up and like running to your mom and 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 feeling like shit and she's just like it's okay kind of thing i I was wondering if 
that kind of nostalgic content like resonated with you in, in a certain way. And I, I guess if the song hits you that way, <laughs> it did to some extent. It normally it doesn't. Normally, like family related stuff. I mean, like I have plenty of good memories from being a kid, but right. my nostalgia keeps me kind of keeps me in the time where like I was at the moment he was afraid of right. in this song where like I'm leaving. You were free. I, yeah, I'm free. And because freedom isn't like it's freedom not a Freedom's just another <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, nothing left to lose. <laughs> but it's uh I don't know, it's a moment like I haven't had a ton of like true freedom in yeah. in my life, or I hadn't at least at that point. And then like so that's where my mind takes me because it's like the point where you're on your own. But hearing this song in the context of all the other emotions that he's going through is like, I don't know. It just, it, it it's written so well that I can like be in his, feel like I'm in his mind yeah. whenever he's writing it and feeling what he's feeling where it's like this huge, re- I guess, relief. And also like, he doesn't have to be scared anymore or he's... And he's his parents are proud of him. Like his mom's like, right. what what you're doing, we will support you. Like you are supported, and you don't have to feel like you live up to whatever you you think you have to because we're here for you type thing. And it's just a good. That's a good takeaway. I, I didn't yeah. really think about that, but that definitely gives the song more weight on the album i think uh, surrounding all, all of the shit that he's been through kind of thing just having having some having a cheerleader there for you that's never gonna just be like nah sorry you're not my son anymore yeah. <laughs> kind of the thing which it happens that that does happen and yeah. i feel for everyone who has had a parent kind of act that way or or leave them because that, that shit's fucked up yeah well especially coming from musician one of the lyrics we didn't really talk about was uh in, in like the pre-chorus, it's like, then they say, fine, well, what do you need to do? But I don't want to see you wasting your life. Now isn't it time you get a job? Right. It's like, there's so many, even parents that would react that way to their kid wanting to wanting to do what he does. Yeah. And to have that support system is awesome. Yeah, I think that's, that's a very astute observation. Having him go from musician where he's talking about that and, and fear of not having a music career anymore because music means everything to them kind of a thing. And, and how the normal route would be to, okay, well now I, now I I'm done. I've got to get a job now. I've got to do yeah. normal things and having, having mother come in and kind of catch him from that and say, no, like fucking chase your dreams. You can do this. You've proved you can do this kind of a thing. You've got to keep doing this yeah. because it's, it's what you were born to do kind of a thing. It's, it's nice. It's a nice touch. It's, really a, it's a touch that's much nicer than that of some sort of dull scythe sweeping across a field. Yeah. And also, it's a nice touch that leads us into track number eight. Dull scythe. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this song is a fucking trip. Hell yeah. It comes so far out of left field, uh, the left grass field where he's been chopping weeds with some sort of dull scythe, I suppose. But it's, there's a lot of like, there's no consistent tempo. And it, there's a bunch of samples. It's just a fucking mess. You've got some of the staticky ambient room noise again. 
you can hear the clicky sounds again like you're just sitting beside porter or like you're hearing a phone recording of porter when he's in his room just kind of mixing stuff and arranging stuff and it's playing it's very like non-musical since it's so scattered but i think it's an interesting way to break up the album halfway through yeah definitely like i really like the 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 crazy sampling work with like the first half and it starts picking up and the song's just getting nuts and then it kind of eases back back down like it, it become not like back down and like it loses a ton of energy i guess but like it it does it stops being so erratic yeah. near the near the end and like the way that i i pictured this song is like you're walking through the woods and you're like walking through some like thorny branches or some like stuff's hitting you like you gotta like close your eyes and you're just like ah shit what's going on and then you like break through and you open your eyes and there's just like a waterfall in front of you and you're just like you broke through this like insanity to see something insanely beautiful and i mean i like the thorns but it's just i don't know (laughs) i like the bane (laughs) give me the bane (laughs) yeah it's it's an interesting track it's an instrumental track so there's no lyrical content there but it's the halfway point in the album it definitely like i i think it, it does its it serves its purpose of like kind of resetting the momentum after mother being kind of kind of heavy and somber and sad kind of a thing yeah and it also sets up for some some pretty sweet time to come in the next half of the album really took your sweet time getting to that one (laughs) (laughs) exactly track number nine is sweet time oh shit yeah after like dull scythe ends with the kind of nice like piano key section this one it gets even softer. You think it's going to crank it back up? No, he just, yeah. it gets softer. And it's got like, the intro is just this warm, continuous sound that kind of like, it's backed up by like a muted drum. And it's like, it's like you're slowly leaning back into a pool of water. It's just like, so like slow and soft. And it's, I don't know. It's just very emotional. And yeah. it like wraps you in the emotion like a blanket <laughs> yeah there, there's not a lot going on musically because it's kind of like a ballady kind of kind of spacey almost song kind of thing where, where there's not it, it's kind of ambient and then floaty like like you said like you're just kind of like leaning back into a warm pool and just kind of existing uh but so yeah there, there's not a ton going on lyrically or musically with it but lyrically it seemed at least what i got is how he's talking about how he always wanted to live fast and always move on to the next thing quickly. And now he's met someone that he has such a genuine connection with and feels a genuine love for that. He wants to spend as much time as possible getting to know them, even going so far as to say that he wants a second life after this one to continue growing and and learning about the person. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very much like his version of a love song. I mean, it is a love song, but like, the it's, way, not, it's not the love song on this album, though. It's yeah, it's not the <laughs> love song, but it's it is a song about loving someone so much that you're actually afraid of dying, as, right. as he put it. I mean, it is in the first verse. It's the it it ends, I, and I feel so stupid because I wasn't scared of this before, but since I met you, I don't want to die no more. Right. Like, it's it's uh, it's a sentiment that like I feel is decently relatable, like at least to me. And I mean, probably to somebody, I don't know if I was out there fucking making bangers with worlds, like <laughs> I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think he had that reaction to it, but like 
he probably wasn't thinking about like, yeah, I'm super scared of dying right now. Like for sure. (laughs) I think that's like, I think that's kind of easing us into the last half of this album because the theme kind of shifts to where he, he's not spending time present, right? He he's, he's dwelling on things in the past and thinking about things in the future. And he's just trying to, to make the next worlds happen kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And, and this is the second, like the whole last half of this album, he's kind of criticizing himself for that. And he's, he's not, not wanting to, to be worrying about that shit. He wants to just be here now and just take in life as it comes kind of a thing, instead of like trying to, to achieve some greatness that's off in the distance that I'll never get to kind of a thing. It's a, yeah, it's a very beautiful sentiment in this song. And he just, man, he's just very good at crafting words to, I mean, he writes poetry, honestly. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's awesome to hear that out of, I don't know, I feel like a lot of music that is more electronic, I feel like doesn't pay as much attention to lyrics, at, at least in making them like beautiful symbolic lyrics like yeah they have good themes but it's like it's not poetry and this is i guess right it's not there's not as much thought put into a lot of the lyric content of like a lot of electronic music even with a lot of shit that that i normally listen to like it's it's kind of become generic where you like you 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 have a vocal hook which is just kind of something that's like vague but also like relatable and, and profound in, in some very simple way and people just cling to it and then that's that's it for the lyrical content and yeah. you just focus on making music which which is fine i, I don't want to like sell it short necessarily because if if music is what you're wanting to focus on I, I don't think you should have to spend as much time as porter robinson thinking about your your lyrics and, and putting so much time and effort into that that being said porter robinson nails both aspects of it and yeah. he's, he clearly spends so much time crafting every song and it's, it's so evident and it, it, he fucking kills it. Man, I fucking love that. We just like, I, I love that. This is the first like new album that we did and that it was so good. And that it's just, I like getting to come on here and be like, yeah, this music was great. Oh, but like, this is why it was great. And oh yeah, that was great. But this is also why it's great. And yeah, that's, <laughs> that's great. That's our podcast, Joey. Until uh, one of us hates an album. Like, yeah. Like hello. You would bring that up on such sacred of days, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be feedback. Loop if I that's, that's very true. Maybe I need to go go take a long, hard look in the mirror and, and figure out why it's, it's so prominent in my mind. Yeah, and uh, maybe you also need to listen to track 10 while you're doing it, because then you might be in in a better mood, I guess. You mean, and, mean Mirror? Yeah, yeah, track 10, Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, it kind of slowly eases you back into the upbeat kind of electronic sound, but it has like a calmer intro. The first verse is also like super simple and subdued, with mostly just like a backing drone with a beat, and then his vocals are there. The chorus kind of comes in with some more sense and some more pitched vocals kind of make it a more like typical Porter Robinson track, I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I don't know, like some just kind of some things that I liked about it were like that vocal sample. It's got the same, it doesn't necessarily sound like the vocal 
sample from uh, Wind Tempos, but it's got a similar style of distortion on it, yeah. like crunchiness, and yeah. I just I just like that that sound a lot, and kind of the, the like a drum beat that kind of has that same distortion over it, but then it's got like a super cool solo. Yeah. Like, I guess not it's like a little bit over halfway through the song and it kind of like right after that solo ends the solo makes me feel like i'm in a safari i don't know well i've never been on safari i don't know what it's like but it's been on an audio safari with this album that is very true you know what (laughs) yeah this solo reminds me of a safari and my only reference for a safari is this this album (laughs) yes (laughs) so so really this the song makes me think of this song nailed it Uh, but then like the solo ends and it's just got like the piano and the vocals it kind of slows down a bit after that and it just kind of i mean it 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 builds back up after that for a little bit but then it's like i do like how the solo comes in it's got like that nice little bridge part that's a little quieter it's pretty pretty good song this was also one of the singles i don't remember like falling in love with this track when it came out but it definitely like, it, it grew on me. I that's kind of like a common theme with almost every single that he released. I, I would listen to it. I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm interested to see how it falls within the album. Was my thought for a lot of it, and th- this was not an exception. And I I was, gosh, I I wasn't wrong in thinking that because he fucking nailed it with kind of I th- I think what you were mentioning earlier with how he planned out the album structure from like track to track everything just falls into place perfectly and this track just it really shines in the spot that it is in the context of the album more than as a single in my opinion yeah he really like not only did he hit it with uh crafting the sound of his of his songs he like he really hit it like perfectly with album crafting which is Mm -hmm. like something that i really really like like i mean i know most albums have like a general through line and that's fine but like this is like i don't know this is one of those albums that it's like i want to listen to the whole album right to 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 fully experience like you you need to listen to the full album to fully experience everything about it i guess yeah that's i think that's 100 percent true because a lot of the songs they're great as singles and obviously like you get fucking get your wish which is a banger you get fucking something comforting which is coming up next and we'll talk about <laughs> that but like a, a lot of them like i said I, I think within the context of the album have so much more power and and they feel so much better when kind of like listening to the the full body of work lyrically mirror is uh, a track about confronting his fear of criticism that kind of kept him from making music where he was afraid that people would hate his music. And then he kind of realized that it's awful to live in fear of that because it prevents you from growing and experimenting and and making new things and accepting that it's okay to have failures because that kind of like makes you who you are in a lot of ways. Yeah. This song, like I feel like it's meta in the way that like it's talking about learning. I don't know. I guess that's not meta, but like, it's like, talking about coming to a realization in a song or in an album that's like all about like it's a realization tucked into a larger realization i guess is what i was getting at but it's yeah it's him kind of confronting the criticism that he gets and being like yeah i can instead of like you said instead of cowering in fear 
not trying to paint him as somebody who cowers in fear, but like, <laughs> I mean, he was, he had, he's like, he's a super insecure. He was super insecure. He still is a little bit insecure, at least from what he said in, in the interview about this album that I, that yeah. I saw. And he had a lot of fear, like the fear of moving away from his family, you know, the fear of not living up to worlds. Like he, he is kind of a fearful guy. And the song is kind of him like saying, fuck that. I, I need to get the fuck over it because it's, it's only hurting me. Yeah. And it does like, I, I'm very glad that he was able to get past it because it's, uh, it gave us this album. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, it's a phenomenal <laughs> album. It's, it's something that's very comforting. And, and I'll I'll come back to it time and time again to just, just feel okay. Yeah. And we'll also talk about track 11, something comforting. Bro. Bro. This, this song. The song, this though? <laughs> this fucking song, though? Oh, God. It was the second single uh, for this album. And this is the one where I'm like, yes, this album's going to be fucking great. Because, like, Get Your Wish came out. I wasn't super feeling it. Again, I kind of had that, like, I want to hear how it fits in the album kind of thing something comforting drops and it's just like nope i have no more no more questions <laughs> the song is perfect i love it it's i i this i i can't i can't express in words how much i love the song this is the first song he wrote for nurture and what really kind of like pulled him out of that rut that he had uh it's my favorite song on the album it's my favorite song maybe of all of porter's music uh it's just it fucking it blows me the fuck away it starts off with this like fuzzy static again. It has another like kind of guitar driven melody, which is it's an, it's an emulated guitar sound by the way. He, yeah. He didn't play any of the guitar on this album on guitar. He had like a guitar sound for his piano, but uh, the synths kind of drift in and they they kind of lift the song a little bit behind it. The vocals are mostly his natural voice, and then the chorus comes in with his bass line. The drums kind of grow, and then his pitch shifted voice comes in. And the song just fucking goes off and it becomes like the most danciest fucking track in the world. The melody is just so good. I, I love the melody so much. The song calms back down and the two voices kind of like do a duet in the second verse. And then the sick break beat comes in and goes back <laughs> up for the second chorus. But instead of going hard, it's, it, it strips it all away. And it's this lovely piano section with his high pitched vocals that cuts back and forth, like to his natural vocals, with the sense kind of giving like a half speed kind of feel. And it pops off again with the lead melody. And it's, it's, it's just, it fucking rocks. It's insane. And then the outro, he kind of like takes it back again. And it sounds like he's just like playing with a switch to turn on and off his, his vocal filtering and effects and stuff that switches between his natural voice and his quote unquote nurtured voice where he's kind of like hinting at like, even though he's been duetting with this other voice in the song and, and throughout the album, they're both him and they're both parts of him that, that kind of make him who he is kind of a thing. And it's just, ugh, I fucking love it. Everything about the song is, is phenomenal. It's a fantastic song. Go listen to it. Yeah. It was that touch at the end where he's t switching back and forth that I was just like, this is fucking, he's stripping it away. He's saying like, I've, I've, I'm overcoming the the fear the anxiety that i have about all of this right and i'm taking away the barrier which the barrier i guess was the 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 fixing of his voice or whatever or the right. pitch shifting of his voice and it's like you're listening to me talk to you right now and this is it was just i mean after hearing 10 tracks of just vulnerability 
personal stuff before this. It's just great to hear him like, okay, it's all coming. It's the, the curtains opening. Now you can, right. you can see right through. And that fucking main melody, that super uh, breathy synth that yeah. plays it. It's so good. It's just so nice. So good. It's such a great sound. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, just just head over heels for this track. This is what this is what music should sound like all of the time. <laughs> just every music every that song happens. Is just this song. <laughs> and the fucking opening line of this song is such a relatable feeling. Yeah. It starts if I send this void away, have I lost a part of me? Which hearing him say that, it means a lot. For sure. I don't know. Like anybody who has struggled with I feel like any sort of mental issues in their life i feel like it's a universal thought that it's like i want to fix this but if i do am i losing part of who i am right and it's that struggle it's like do i stay uncomfortable and quote unquote me or do i try to break out of this and become a new person that's bet that's different just a new do i become a new person or whatever and it's 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 a crucial moment in anybody's journey for mental health, I feel like. Right. I, I think there's definitely that context, that, that connotation to that line where he, he's talking about like getting rid of the negativity or, or the dwelling kind of thing. But it's also in context of this album, like like I said, this is the first song he wrote for Nurture and he wrote it, I think, before any of the virtual self stuff even. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is where he started coming back from that kind of depth and during that depression kind of thing, he was constantly talking about like quitting music. And so I, I think part of it was like, okay, well if I just condemn music and, and stop becoming a musician kind of thing, if I, if I send the whole musician part of me away kind of thing, how, how does that, how does that make me feel? Which obviously is not great kind of a thing. So I, I definitely think there's like just the, the negativity and like, fixing yourself and compartmentalizing that and saying okay if i'm if i'm no longer a sad boy what am i (laughs) but also like if i no longer write music like am i gonna be okay with that and yeah he he wasn't thankfully but yeah the song is like the song that sums up nurture perfectly i think both musically and lyrically it's like i don't know there's he had like so much pressure after worlds and he like he, he wanted more of that more of the success that worlds gave him but also like he he's he's not into that that's not who he is and that kind of conflict of like saying i want more i want more there even though it, it fucking kills me because it's not who i am there has to be something wrong with me kind of a thing and it, it's it's fucking hard not th- not that i can speak from like my own experience of being a successful musician and <laughs> trying to top that. But like, that's, that's gotta suck. Yeah. It's just, sorry. I was taking a drink. <laughs> Stay hydrated. I, I just like, it's, I mean, I guess us, us normal people. No, I don't want to say that. I don't want to, if, if Porter does listen to this, I don't, I don't want to have that. You're, you're a great. <laughs> you don't dude. want Porter to criticize you. No, I don't want him to, like, I, I don't know. I feel like us normal people down here have these problems that are relating. Like, I don't even want to joke because hearing the the stuff that he's uh, 
talked about on the album like this album is so relatable (laughs) yeah like he he's a very just normal guy that's just like hey i just make good good music and now all these expectations and shit are just thrust upon me and like can i live up to what i've created right type thing and like i don't know it's this is a song that's like i don't know if you deal with like not handling expectations well or not handling your own success well because you don't know if you're going to be able to keep it up or you don't know if you deserve it or you don't know if it's like everybody's going to catch on to the fact that it, it's you're just kind of faking it or something if you right. feel that like this is just a great song that encapsulates i mean this whole album really but this is For sure. like like you said it's the, this is the song that like it it wraps it up nicely i feel like yeah and it's a fucking banger i fucking Hell love yeah. this track is it's so good <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love everything about it. Track number twelve, Blossom, takes it. Awesome. It's Blossom is awesome. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a very like. It's it's so lovely. It's it's just like a very romantic, lovely guitar ballad. Again, it's not actually on guitar, but it it, it sounds phenomenal. The the fuzzy like, the the nature static. That I'm, I'm going to start calling it remains <laughs> on this album. There's no synth, there's no beat, there's no no extra instrumentation. It's just him, the guitar slash piano, and his like pitch shifted alter ego kind of a thing. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting how he like selectively chooses which voice is prominent on which lines, and and the mixing of that is just it's it's such a lovely like wholesome song. I love it. Yeah, this this song this is the love song that I'm assuming you were yes, saying yeah, like that's not this... sweet time isn't the love song. This is the love song. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, a nice little tidbit of information. It's called Blossom because I guess his girlfriend's name the 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 inspiration for the songs that are in this vein uh, translates to pear blossom. I believe is what it said. Yeah, that's what Blade City says on Seven Days. Oh ago. my God, I'm I'm fucking citing unverified information over I mean, here, guys. I'm no, spreading I, fake I, news. I, I didn't I didn't say that as a way to like <laughs> discredit you. I, I, I don't, I'm sure Blade City was legit. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Blades. That's no, that's actually Porter Robinson's alt, alt account. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. he forgot to switch. <laughs> I really wish that was the case. Like, he has this edgy alter ego that. He is this online <laughs> called Blade City? <laughs> but, oh shit! But yeah, lyrically, I'm not crying. You're crying is the first thing that, that I wrote because it's just so like it's so wholesome, right? Yeah. The song's about his girlfriend and how he just wants her to be happy, and to that end, he kind of like criticizes himself, like I mentioned at like the halfway point where he he's always absent-minded or he's been absent-minded while she's just there, like trying to be happy in the moment and trying to keep him grounded kind of a thing while he's off like lost in thought of like how am i gonna how am i gonna top what i've been how am i gonna do this how am i gonna do that kind of a thing he also kind of makes a callback to the content of worlds repurposing them for the scenario where he says that he's just gonna build a a new world just for them that not even gods can give them or whatever and he just like he, he he wants to spend the rest of eternity with her but that's that's not gonna be the case and he's kind of like accepting it for the, the last, the last like two sections of the song. They're just like gut punches to me or yeah. he, he, uh, he says, but then you said, don't think of the time that's left. You're spending it in your head. I just want you laughing. I'm sorry for crying. I just want you happy. 
So at last, goodbye. I'll be happy just to have known you. And we wished each other well, which is like, it's like you said, it's fucking poetry. It's fucking beautiful. And like the sentiment, the rawness, just everything about the song. is just a fucking gut punch to me. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's, it's very much a reminder to be like, stay in the moment. You're yeah. with, you're with people who, I mean, not, I, not everybody's with people who care about them at all times, but like when you are, stay in the moment don't be thinking about like other shit that's like off in your own head off in your own little world like you're you're in a world with this person right now right and be in it and in a way he talks of creating a world yeah he he creates it through music like this which is i mean i don't know and it was just a thought that i was having like you can see on the album cover where it's got like the squiggle and then the picture has uh or it's like a single cover i don't know the song wasn't a single but it's got a picture for all of them as if they were singles yeah it's uh it's like a picture of i'm i'm assuming that's her picking like some sort of like dandelions or flowers or something but it's like he's written this beautiful song put her in the song on the cover like they're speak they're having conversations in this and it's like in that music that he's making he's creating at least if not a world it's a capsule for what right. they're feeling i guess as a, at least a way to put it in put it in some sort of like real form out there i guess yeah, something tangible yeah and it's just it's this song is just beautiful like i i can't i i don't know how else to describe i'm not good <laughs> enough with words to accurately describe what the song is yeah and dude you watched the secret skies set right oh yeah i did and oh he, my he fucking God. he played blossom and he transferred he transitioned to the fucking sample from uh goodbye to a world from <sighs> from fucking worlds and god it, it's so perfect it is so good and this kind of leading into something that, like, I, I want to talk about at, at the end of the album. So I'm, I guess I'm not going to talk about it here. But like, <laughs> whew, this song, it's it's so fucking good. And it's so, like, ugh, it's it's and, it's good. And also on that note, watch Secret Sky. Yeah, if you if listen you to the watched, album and you like it. Yeah, if, if you like Nurture, you will definitely like his 2021 Secret Sky set. I also recommend his 2020 Secret Sky set because that was fucking fun as hell in a lot of different ways but if, if you like worlds and you like nurture like definitely check out his 2021 set if you haven't because he he does a lot of like what i guess are being called nurture edits of songs from worlds and it's 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 such a good set it's phenomenal go go check that shit out yeah it's uh be sure to just unfold lay back enjoy it yeah just just chillax talk about track number 13 unfold boom with uh, totally enormous extinct dinosaurs. Whoa, we haven't seen them since the Banks album. I think was that the last time we saw them. Oh, was or... he on that album? See, I'm I pretty sure. I fucking remember. That's where I remember him. Oh from. yeah, he is. He produced like half that album, it seems. So that's cool. At least half that album, maybe all that album. I didn't know that until just the second. <laughs> but but yeah. I know things. <laughs> but yeah, this is like the only uh, collaboration he's done for his own music. I say that because. I recently found out that he uh, was a collaborator on uh, Zed's Clarity, which is like the biggest fucking electronic dance <laughs> song in the world. And I didn't know that he was involved in it, but apparently he was. But yeah, so this is the only like collaboration he done 
he done he has done for uh his own music with his own name kind of a thing on it it, it starts with teed i'm just gonna say teed because i don't teed. feel like saying it every time T does the intro and then like porter's pitch vocals come in in the verse with both with kind of like some sparse music and then there's this like lovely big worlds-esque chorus with both of them and then the song falls away again for the bridge and it just amplifies the the world's vibes that i get from the song uh there's some quick samples and some super like high-pitched uh, vocals and then bam you get sea of voices 2.0 pretty much it's just like this wall of sound it's fucking beautiful the outro of the song is incredible it's got like a mix of nice delicate sounds and like spacey lasers and tearing and stuff like i think this is the most worlds-esque song on this album i would agree and i think like i don't know i what was it uh i guess it was porter was talking about it like uh teed said that he liked world so i would i could imagine it's like him liking that and them collaborating there could like if that's what he was like drawn to and i mean obviously he hadn't heard nurture because it hadn't come out yet so (laughs) they're like i guess going in that direction but yeah and i think even musically the fact that it is the most world-esque sound has a purpose and i'll talk about that again (laughs) (sighs) yeah it's uh I don't know. Uh, you you described this song really well. Like it's got like the glassy soft key, you know, like very spacey. Yeah. At the beginning, uh, and this is one where you mentioned something about this album being nostalgic in general. And I know he mentioned nostalgia yes. in uh, in musician, but this one I was like, Porter fucking called me out. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. just... <laughs> this is actually the, the first track that I noticed him. He like straight up was like, Joey's Joey's going to be attacked by this. <laughs> Cause he, Damn, he says in, in the first verse, Porter says, I put my pictures down. They're not as good as the real thing. I wish I could go home. You're just nostalgic. What do we wander from? And only notice it now. So be here with me. Yeah, Which, it's... again, it's kind of echoing the sentiment of like wanting to be in the moment instead of trying to like live in the past or, or trying to like re- rekindle whatever that feeling was because that feeling is gone. So the song kind of builds on that, and I think it's fitting because it's kind of building on that that it's it's kind of world sounding. He's talking about trying to recapture the feeling that he had when Worlds was such a big success. And, and spending time dwelling on how to get back to that moment and try to recapture that in a song that kind of sounds like that kind of era thing instead of being present. He kind of does this interesting thing in the song, which maybe I'm just reading into it a bit much, where it's kind of like an implied cryostasis thing, <laughs> where he's at least mentally frozen in time, yeah. and now he's thawing out and trying to be more present. So it's like worlds happened, and he he froze himself to just try to like relive that time and to never progress forward. And now he's kind of like realizing how harmful that's been. So he's thawing out as he, he says, and trying to be more present. And he's just, he's ready to live again because the fucking ice is melting around him. And he's just like, yeah, I'm alive now. Yeah. This song very much felt like a transitional song. Like, I don't know. At this point in the album on my first listen, especially on my first listen, I mean, it still happens every like. But it's like I feel like this is the perfect second to last track for this. See, album. I feel like this this is a good ending track, with exception of the last track on this album being a better one. Well, yeah, I feel like it leads into it 
as like this is i don't know this whole album has been like his new sound his new like who he's discovering and this is like yeah like you said it's like a a little chunk of worlds it's like the last little bit yeah and he's break the end of it especially like he's breaking out of it and he's come out on the other he's coming out on the other side yeah it's like his transition to his current self or the the future him who he who he's wanting to be and who he is becoming i guess yeah for sure and i'm gonna i'm gonna loop back to that a little bit after we talk about uh the next track trying to feel alive which i kind of inadvertently (laughs) kind of of got to when i was talking about the lyrics where i said he's ready to live again but yeah track 14 trying to feel alive last track this one to me uh, and the only reason that i kind of uh went against what you were saying about unfold being a, a good penultimate track is that this one feels like an end credits track Whereas mm-hmm. Unfold was like the big dramatic conclusion of the movie kind of a thing. Trying to feel alive is just like, okay, now now it's time to like relax and, and go go back back to your life kind of a thing. It's a good it's which I guess makes it a better ending track to an album. But seeing as I, I guess the way my mind was thinking of this album as like a movie kind of a thing, trying to feel alive is just like the end credits going off. Yeah. It's got some it, like oh. Oh, no, I was just, it's like the, it's more like the continuation of what happened at the end of the movie yeah. rather than the end of the movie. Right. It's, it's just got some like soft, simple piano keys and like a toy xylophone kind of instrument going on. There's like some really warped vocal samples that I couldn't really understand. Uh, it's got a nice drive to it. It sounds like super lovely. Just everything about his lovely, everything about this album is just lovely. Lovely is a great descriptor. <laughs> for a lot of it there's like a choral section kind of thing that he fades in with some effects and it i don't know it just like it it it's a good ending track in that it like it kind of hits on a lot of sounds and feelings that were experienced throughout the whole album and porter only uses clean vocals on this one which is pretty pretty awesome i think as as far as like a narrative context anyway yeah like it's this is i don't know where lifelike i had originally said I feel like I'm in the field where he's at. I feel like this is his, he broke out through the other side to who he is becoming in at the end of unfold. And now he's in that field. Like, like he's laying face down in the field because he just like, he thought out out of the sky. He was an ice cube that that fell from the sky. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm here now. This is where I'm at. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I like it. But, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just lovely. Like, like you said, it's just fucking lovely. I mean, this song, it starts off, it sounds like there's like birds chirping. I don't know if it's actually birds or if it's just some sound, but it, it hit my mind as birds. Yeah. And there's like a happy little robot sound, like, kind of starting the sound off. Cause it's just got like some kind of like little boppy sounds that yeah. just make me think of a happy little, little guy. And I, I don't know, man. I like hey, at happy this point, little robots were, were, I guess, sad, sad, sad little robots were a thing in, in worlds. So now yeah. they're happy, dude. Because he's building his own sh- thing. So yeah, I guess to to quickly get to the the full the full thing, lyrically, I, I got that this one's kind of the conclusion of his journey, and him reflecting on how he's changed and what that means for him, and he he's realized that he doesn't really feel satisfied with achieving success, but he likes having something to to kind of strive for 
and the ending kind of echoes what I've heard him say in like interviews and stuff that he's just he's just striving to bring quote unquote warmth to people in the songs that he writes, and and that's that's what he he lives for is is making songs that make other people feel things and relate to which this whole album fucking 10 out of 10 (laughs) you you hit the nail on the head with it man i can't wait to talk about this album at the beginning of 2022 in our first episode dude okay so porter tweeted saying that worlds was in third person and nurture is in first person and after like my first lesson i was like okay i think he means that in worlds he's talking about changes he wants to see happen right and in the music industry and in his life or whatever and then nurture it seems like he's actually like trying to make the changes himself he said goodbye to the world at the end of the last album and nurture would theoretically then be him making his own i don't think that's necessarily true now but that was kind of my initial thing but i i feel like there's still a narrative between the two albums with worlds kind of ending the way it did where he's setting off to to build his own world and maybe the first 12 tracks of this album have kind of been him reconciling stuff so that he can get to the the good part of making his own world and then so he he kind of wakes up and unfold and it's still very worlds-esque sounding kind of a thing where he's like he he's been in that moment of time thinking about what's going to happen when he thaws out and now he's thought out. And so I think the next album theoretically would be the world that he creates, even though each one has been its own world per se, like he, cause the, the intention of worlds was to get away from EDM and get away from like overproduced things. And this album and worlds are not really EDM music as they are, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's interesting to have that kind of connection there's so many connections to worlds even though nurture is very much a more developed sound and it's it's the next step but it's still very much a part of him and i think that's something that he he doesn't like he's not trying to hide who he was with worlds per se he's just trying to grow from it and and deal with all the shit that comes after it i do think that nurture nature is a huge thing uh, specifically just because of the things he said about it and he, him getting more comfortable with his natural voice, which, again, trying to fail alive is just his natural voice. There's no filter on it. There's no, like, pitched... I mean, I guess there's some, like, reverb and stuff, but it's it's not, like, his, his high-pitched voice that he usually has and stuff. So, like, I think both his natural voice and his synthetic voice are kind of, like, an aspect of nature versus nurture. But I think it also comes in, like I kind of said earlier, I kind of teased, I teased, and by teased, I mean straight up just spoiled my notes, saying <laughs> that the, the kind of like raw piano is a more natural sounding versus a lot of the electronic driven stuff in the album. So there's, again, kind of the nurture nature there, and then all of the single covers and stuff being squiggles contrasted with pictures of nature and stuff, and, and the music videos, just like all of it, like, I don't know, I, I think the, the whole theme is like the, the whole nature and nurture, but... It has so many different applications of what nature means and what nurture means within context of his music and this album. And this album's a fucking 10 out of 10. Listen to this fucking album. So I don't entirely know where I stand on what this album like is supposed to mean. Because you sent that out, like, you sent it to me because I don't, I don't follow people on Twitter or anything or mm-hmm. see what they say, but you did send me that screenshot of what he had said about worlds being third person this being first person right and a lot of me is in your camp 
And, uh, but there's also a part of me that like thinks that worlds it's third person because he's trying to create a, a world. He's trying to create something outside of himself. Yeah. And it's like, he's an observer, I guess. Like he talks in this about, I mean, and especially in blossom about being in his head, he's spaced, like he's spaced out. He's not living in the moment. That's true. And so that's like the third person from worlds because he has that mindset. And then now that he's written nurture and he's like processed that the first person is his, is him coming to the realization that he doesn't necessarily need to create a world because he's in one. Yeah. That's worth living at this point. And that's the first person aspect, I guess. I definitely agree with that. And I think that thought did cross my mind. I just forgot to put it in my notes. <laughs> I don't, I don't write my notes until the day of the podcast or the day before the podcast, but I listen to the album and I think a lot of things and that's something that I need to work on, I guess, <laughs> because a lot of things that I think while I'm listening to music, I mean, I guess I don't really need to worry about it. Cause usually you come up with the other things that I think that I don't write down, but yeah, I definitely picked up on that as, as well with it being like, him him realizing that he doesn't need worlds anymore he he just needs himself he needs the people around him and he doesn't need to like he he doesn't need something as big as worlds both like literally and metaphorically and that like he doesn't need that kind of success and he doesn't need to make a literal world kind of a yeah. thing to, to live in it but it's fucking great porter robinson what a fucking guy he like ugh, he's he's so humble he's so human He's so like wholesome. He has definitely made like this time since the album has came out just a very nice, pleasant, introspective, and I don't know, just great time. Like yeah. musically. And it's just this has been I'm very glad that we did this album. I'm very glad that it happened with timing that we got <laughs> two weeks to listen to this album before yeah. we started talking like we had extra time to think about it i'm just glad i'm glad that we got to do this me too together man. and i'm glad to be here in this moment with you yeah it's it's just it's just great it is great we're we're, we're having fun we're enjoying our time we're not thinking about success we're just fucking we're living man that's hell yeah. that's, that's all porter wants us to do porter if you're listening i love you yeah me marry, too marry I don't... Me. don't marry me you have a girlfriend that you're presumably getting married to yeah i did read something about him wanting like he was like it's time that i propose i just want to do it after the pandemic so, yeah which i get i respect that yeah because yeah. then then you can actually have a big grand old time if you want to go wherever you want travel to wherever you want if you don't even if you don't want a grand old time i mean there won't be <laughs> yeah. surely travel restrictions will be lifted after it's over yeah <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. So can, can, yeah hopefully they're not just like no we, our life is better without <laughs> people traveling here. without you damn americans <laughs> but yeah oh, fucking shit. fantastic album this was a fun fun discussion fun album to, to think about to listen to i'm gonna keep listening to this album hell yeah it's, me too. it's fucking great uh next week what are what are we doing how are we gonna live up to the success of our discussion on nurture well, I'm going to key into a little bit of information, Jeremy. We're not, <laughs> but, but I got, I don't know. So the, the album we're listening to next week is by Gold Panda. And the album is called... Uh, Good luck and do your best. 
Good luck and do your best. See, so I haven't listened to this album. I've listened to and still do listen to a lot of, he has two other albums, Lucky Shiner and Companion, that I listen to quite a bit of. Good luck and do your best. It came out in 2016 and I listened to, I listened to it a, a decent amount and liked it. Didn't entirely know how to feel about it, but I remember my last impressions of it being good. Like I was coming around to it. And then I first, for some reason I stopped listening to it and there were just parts of the more experimental, like some, especially on wind tempos, kind of like that's where I first had the thought that's like, I want to do this. So, and it's, so we're know. doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. They called out to you and now we're, we're going with the winds, man. We're fucking Hell yeah. it out. We're doing it all next week. Gold Panda. Good luck and do your best. We're going to wish ourselves good luck and do our best at existing until next week when we talk about it. Uh, but until then, you know, give us some tweets, give us some, some comments, you know, let us know how you feel about it. Porter, give us a tweet, give us a comment. <laughs> love, love to, to give us a kiss. Give us a kiss, you know, give, give us a ring to get married to you. But no, fucking keep making music, man. If you're actually listening to this, like your, your music's phenomenal. And even if it doesn't ever top nurture, like I'm sure it will be worth a listen because you're such a fucking genuine dude. Uh, and also if you're Porter Robinson, stay in our feedback loop.